welcome to a special Sierra Nevada Beer Camp 2017 episode of... Brutal Battle. Yes, so uh, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that we like to do these Beer Camp packs when they come out. If you are not familiar with Beer Camp, then you should familiarize yourself with that. And there are two ways to do it, because we're not going to go over the entire history or anything of how Beer Camp started and how Sierra Nevada got this awesomeness going, but... One way you can do it is you can research it yourself online. The other way you can do it is you can go to our archives for the show and find the very first episode that we did for Beer Camp, which I think was the 2014? I think that it may long? have been. Yeah, I think it may have been the 2014 that we did. If not, it's the 2015. But I think it may have been the 2014, actually. We've been doing this a decent amount. For real? Yeah. Um, so. With me? Yeah. Yeah. So go back and look for that. You can just go to archive.org and just search Brutal Battle there. And if you want to find any back episodes that don't show up on like iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, archive.org is the place. And there's some pretty bad stuff on there. <laughs> like, terrible quality, but... I think know. it was 2015. It's possible. That's why I said 2014 or Because I think this is the know. third time. Yeah. Maybe. So, this year... This is the thing. I like that each year it's a bit different. They always tweak at least a little something each mm-hmm. year, and it's not just the breweries they collaborate with. Uh, like, I, last year they did the teams in regions around the United States, and it was, was... Did it end up being just six regions, and it was two beers from each region? I think it was. And then the year before that, I think it was individual breweries in the United States that they collaborated with and it was one beer from each so sometimes it's been 12 different beers sometimes it's been um you know only six different beers but it's always a 12 pack and actually this year is interesting because they have three beers that are in cans in the in this pack and they are not your standard 12 ounce cans they are one pint can so they're 16 ounce so you actually, this year, end up getting a full 12 ounces extra in the pack. Amazing. Versus what you've gotten in the past. So that's a pretty cool bonus that Sierra Nevada threw in there for everyone. Um, but this year, the the tweak that they made is they, they went away from the team thing, which they did last year. And they're just doing individual collaborations with 12 different breweries. But they regionalized it as stateside and overseas. So they did six different beers with six different breweries from outside of the United States. And then they did six different beers from six different breweries inside the United States. So we only have, it's only one beer. Yes, one beer from each. So if you really like something, that's it. Unless we can go out and find another pack. So, you know. Or find it on tap somewhere because places are doing that too. So the, the one year... They put the one beer out in a six-pack. Oh, that's true. There was one that was really popular. I think they they might be doing that again. I'm not I sure. I forget which one that was, but... Yeah, I forget it. Oh, was it the Hoppy Lager? I think it was that the Hoppy Lager. About right. Yeah, yeah. I forget who they worked with for that one. But, um... So they do, like, a festival-type thing where they go around and have, like, events throughout the United States for, for the release of this. And I don't know if that coincides with the regions and when they get the pack mm. because we just got this pack like when we're recording right now I think we got it like a week ago and just because we've been busy we haven't been able to record yet 
So this is coming out a little bit later than when it actually hit us. So it'll probably be like, it'll be coming out like two weeks after we actually got the the pack in our market. So my hope is that people would be able to listen to this episode and they still have the beers and they can listen along and try the beers at the same time. But if you can't, you know, that's fine too. Uh, you'll just get our opinions. So a little bit about how we're doing this, uh, like we've done in the past, we're actually chopping this up into recording sessions, and then I'm just going to put the whole thing back together, um, because I, we don't want to do 12 different beers all at once. That's not going to be fun. We want to be able to enjoy these beers and really take a look at them and not get palate fatigue. So we're just going to do them in three different segments of four beers each, but then I'm just going to throw them all together so you can listen straight through if you want and you'll get all 12. And then at the end is when we'll rank them. Um, and we will. We'll rank every single one from our most favorite to least favorite. So, individually. So, are you ready to get in the beer? Uh, yeah. Okay, well, let's start out. Um, oh, and what I did for each of these is we're, we're doing, um, for each of our recording sessions, I kind of got like a mix of styles as well as two overseas and two stateside. Although they're not necessarily going to go Stateside overseas, stateside overseas, but anyway, you'll see. So the first one. The first one we're going to do is with Duvel Mortgat, and they are out of Beerndonk Purse, uh, Belgium. That's what you told me. Beerndonk Purse, Belgium. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it properly, but everybody knows Duvel or Duvel, however you want to say it. Um, so this is a collaboration with them. It is a hoppy Belgian-style golden ale brewed with lemon peel, which sounds good. What's the ABV? Did you say that? Oh, no, I did not, but good point. You like four. Eight. What? <laughs> yeah. A hoppy golden ale that is 8%. Are you kidding me? That's That caught me off guard. <laughs> I was not expecting that. What I think is interesting is on the wow. side of these, it says one time only collaboration does that mean they would like never collab with any of these breweries again no i think that i think what they're trying to say there is one time only this specific beer oh that they're collaborating with them on i mean they could do other collaborations it's just oh my gosh this looks really light and there's a it looks like really fine a lot of carbonation but really fine yeah um, and a nice thick white head. It's very yellow. It's super, super, super clear. It's yeah. almost opaque, kind of. Like, opaque is not. Clear. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant. Translucent. I, I was meaning it's almost kind of like. It's it. What I'm trying to say is it's like super light yellow. It's closer to like white almost. It's crazy. It's very, very, very clear. Like yeah. crystal clear. Yeah, you can see right. But it's that yellow. Thing. It looks really nice. It looks beautiful. Oh, it smells. It smells a little Belgian-y. I feel like I get like some clove. There's like a slight clovey-ness. I'm getting some sort of fruit. I just don't know what it is yet. Could it be that lemon peel? <laughs> I definitely smell the lemon peel. Yeah, I don't, and again, I don't think I would be picking out lemon peel if I didn't know it, mm-hmm. it was there. But there's definitely like some sort of... There's a little medicinal note to yeah. it, like I mean, a little aspirin, a little bubblegum too, actually. Slight bubblegum, a little aspirin. Yes, I definitely, definitely get the bubblegum. 
I get that lemon peel for sure. I don't know. The nose is not um, really it's, inviting. It's not. It's not as hoppy as you would think by them putting hoppy in the name of it. I'm not. So. I mean, I'm not really necessarily getting any like distinct hop profile. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I guess the lemon, like the citrus. Yeah. But. Oh. Um, I just face tried looks it. Good. Try that. You like this? I do. I get a lot of bubble gum. I I get like citrus. It's like orange bubble gum with a little bit of lemon peel and that that um that kind of aspirin is there, but it's not crazy. I don't really care for this at all. Really? I I'm fine. I don't love it. I like it. I think the bitterness is probably what's getting you on the end. The bitterness does have a tendency to build in this. Um, And I think that kind of medicinal flavor along with the bitterness, they kind of play off each other in a not the best type of way. But I think the initial flavor that hits you is nice because it's like orange and bubblegum hitting you up front. Mm. I don't know if I want bubblegum in my beer. I'm okay with it. Well, I'm glad you... I'm glad... It's, um, so it's, you're just not a fan, really? No, not at all. Know. Okay. I was excited. It sounded like... Hmm. I don't know how you're going to... I don't know how you're going to say this is hoppy. Well, I think that's where that orange... That, that quick hit of orange on the initial sip... I think that's where that's coming yeah. from. But yeah, I mean... I don't know, I guess I was anticipating a little bit more hops. Yeah, I mean... I was definitely anticipating a lot more hops. You know, when you put hoppy in the name. But, you know. Under other circumstances, I may drink it, but I'm trying to do the 21 Day Fix, which I'm not really being very successful at because I keep having to record episodes and drink beer. Oh. Which isn't a bad problem. First world problem. problem. But ridiculously first world problem. I know. But anyway, so given that, I probably will not continue to consume that one. Okay, that's fine. I I get you. That's where I'm going with that. That's forgivable. So we're going to move to the next one. So the first one was obviously an overseas collaboration. This one is a stateside, uh, and it is with Treehouse Brewing, and they are out of Monson, Massachusetts. And they're very well known at this point. Everybody trades for a lot of their beers. When I saw they were on the list initially before the pack came out, I was like, oh, wow, they got Treehouse. That's cool. Um, I haven't, I've had like one or two Treehouse beers in my lifetime, but I can't remember too much. I remember I had like a hoppy golden ale. I did have a hoppy golden ale, which is Hmm, actually funny. funny. (laughs) Yeah. It was a hoppy, oh no, I'm sorry, not hoppy gold, a hoppy blonde is what they call it. What's the difference between a golden ale and a blonde? Uh, that's a good question, actually. You're catching me off guard on that. I've not looked that up, because those aren't styles that I typically care that much about. Yeah. Um, so, tree, yeah, so Treehouse, uh, and this is called their East Meets West IPA. So it's an IPA. And it's, it, this is one of the ones in the 16-ounce cans. So, this should be hoppy. We'll see. It better be hoppy. It's an IPA. What else are you going to do? 
I do smell hops coming off it already. It's about the same color as the first one, a little bit darker. Yeah. It's still pretty clear, but not, I mean, that first one was, I don't think I've ever seen a beer as clear as that first yeah, one. Yeah, that one was like crazy clear. <clears throat> this one, yeah, there is like a slight orangish tinge yeah. to that. But, but yeah, still, looks very still, similar. um, the big, thick white head. Oh god, it smells amazing. <laughs> Does it smell hoppy as hell? It smells sure very does. hoppy. Uh, what was the ABV on that? Did oh, you tell I'm me? I'm sorry, I didn't. I keep me in check with this stuff. Damn. Uh, where is it listed? Oh, do you want to guess? Mm, uh, Seven. There six. it is. Um, I came also back to the first one. I cannot believe that was eight percent. Did it not? It didn't taste like I 8%. I would have never guessed 8%. Although I think that that, that higher percentage could also be con- contributing to the medicinal and oh, yeah, the absolutely. bitterness. But I and mean, so I think you add the alcohol on top of that. So, you know, maybe that'd be a little bit better if the alcohol were yeah, dialed back know. some. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. But we'll never really know. So anyway, this, uh, this East meets West just IPA. just like citrus. Yeah, mm. Citrusy. I feel like I smell a little mosaic. Hop in there. Can't pick out hops. <sighs> Man, it smells. Like... I just know it smells like hops and citrus, and I like it. Yeah, there's not. I don't really perceive much of any bitterness on the nose. It's just like juicy, citrusy, with a little bit of like a malt backbone, almost a tad bit of a caramel touch under the citrusy okay. juiciness. I don't want to say anything until you take a sip. No, you can go ahead. Oh, I really like this. Hmm. So you'd say this one will be worth the calories? Yes. I will continue to consume this beer for sure. What are you getting um, out of it? It's just, I mean, the t- I just love when I have that citrusy, hoppy nose and then the flavor delivers, and I feel like yeah. it does with this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it, but it's still lighter. It's not syrupy by any no, means. It finishes clean, and yeah. there's not a lot of bitterness, which I really like. Yeah, the bitterness, um, there's more bitterness than I thought there would be based off the nose, but the bitterness is like a low, I mean like medium low maybe. Yeah, for sure. Um, Because I don't really like, I don't like bitterness at all. I like this a lot though. Any specific citrus you think you can pick out in there? I mean, I would be just... I feel like I'd get a little mango maybe. A little guava, actually. I would be making shit up. Because it's got a bit of a tropicality to it as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, that I would agree with. Yeah, I like it, too. This is nice. Yeah. This is an easy, tasty IPA. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right. Good job, Treehouse and, and Sierra Nevada. I secretly or not so secretly hope I only really like two So you don't beers. feel obligated to drink more? Yeah, so then I'll only really be... Cons- oh, hold on. There's still a beer. Don't be rinsing me it's yet. It's like nothing there. It's like a sip. That is a 16-ounce can, lady. And yeah, we, but don't water down my beer. There wasn't much. It was just like the little... It was like one half a swig. Wow. A swig is a swig of a good beer. Now, because if, if I only like two of them and we split them, then it's only like I'm consuming one beer, which isn't as bad yes, as a cheat. correct. So I just wanted to stop for a second real quick and just say that... Because I, I was thinking about this while we were tasting this beer and, you know, really enjoying it. It... It's just so awesome that Sierra Nevada does this pack each year. I always look forward to it. And 
it's fun, it's exciting, but it's got to be a logistical pain in the ass. Like, it's got to be a massive pain in the ass to, to reach out to all these breweries, to collaborate with them, come up with all these different recipes, to actually brew all these beers, make sure that they're all lining up with the same release date. It's... I'm sure it's a nightmare. So the fact that they do this, I really appreciate it because it's awesome, it's fun, people love it, and it's a pain in the ass for them, I'm sure. So, Do they are, do they brew them all out of one of their locations? So I don't know. Because I feel like that would be a little bit easier, maybe? I don't know. I, I'm not sure. But they they just list on, their, on the labels both their locations. Oh. Is Chico, California, and Mills River, North Carolina. Yeah. So, you know, maybe some of them were done in one and some were in the other, or maybe they were all done in one. I don't know. Yeah. But that's a good question. Maybe someone can look that up and find out. So, the next so one... I've asked you two questions, and you didn't know the answer to either of them. Well, I wasn't preparing a ton to come into this. This is more about the beers. Yeah, ma'am. Like okay. I said, if you want information on the on this a lot of this stuff, you got to go back to an old episode. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Me too? The other thing is, I don't know why you're complaining about this, because you always say that, oh, we do have to talk about all I know. this research and stuff. I do. So now I'm giving you what you want, you're complaining. <laughs> I know, that's true. I always am like, um, how much are we going to talk in this episode, because I just want to drink beer. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the next one we're going to do is another one of their stateside collaborations, and this was with St. Arnold Brewing Company, and they are out of Houston, Texas, and the, I'm not going to forget the percentage, this is a 4.2% beer. Mm, okay. Very nice and low for you, Rebecca. And it is a dry-hopped Berliner-style vice. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm really interested in this one. Yeah. I have not had anything from St. Arnold. In fact, when I read who was I never even be, heard of them. I know. That's what I was going to say, is when I oh. was reading who the collaborations were with, I was like, who the hell is St. Arnold? That's good, though. That's awesome. No, it is good. It's Wait, good to get exposure. Have another like pretty clear beer. Yeah, this this looks a lot like the Hoppy Golden, like mm, very light yeah. in color, maybe a tad bit darker than yeah. the Hoppy Golden. But, but yeah, this is super clear. That's this almost looks like it. urine. Yeah, a not too dehydrated urine. Well, kind yeah. of dehydrated, but you know. I feel anyway, like this is the color of my urine every day. <laughs> nice. Very good. I'm chronically dehydrated. So if anybody's drinking and lis- and listening <laughs> along, look at your at this Berliner Weiss and just think, this is what Rebecca's urine yeah, looks like I'm, every day. Well, it's true because I'm chronically dehydrated. <sighs> we need to take care mm-hmm. of that. You need a camelback. You know? I know. It's Things true. you put on your back instead of strong. Then I have to have, find time to pee. I have no time to pee. That's true. All right. So this is... Mm. There's the slightest, slightest, slightest tartness on the nose. Oh, there's definitely, yeah, I'm definitely Very getting slight. like tart lemon. Yeah, there's a slight tart lemon. Mm. It smells wheat. I, I smell yeah. the wheat aspect in there. It's a lot cleaner smelling than I would think from something that's supposed to be sour slash tart. Mm. It just smells, it smells a little flowery. Okay. That's probably where the dry hopping is coming in. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I could definitely see that. There's a, there's a tad bit of a floral note on top of it all. I feel like I'm getting out of breath from sniffing so I know. Hard. It's it's a delicate nose. It, yeah, it's not, it just smells really beautiful. Yeah, it doesn't hit you hard. It, there, there's not stuff just like jumping through your nose. You really have to dig for it. 
Um, it's a delicate nose, but it's a nice one. Right, let's try this. You just repeated what I said. Oh, I said beautiful. Yeah. You said delicate. Synonyms. Thoughts. It's soft. Um, hmm. I can't say I like it, and I can't say yeah. I don't like it. I was going to say the same thing. I feel very in the middle on this. This might be the most ambivalent I felt about a beer in a long time. There is a weird aftertaste that I'm trying to to nail down in my head. But then, like, there's a little bit of an aftertaste, but then... At the same time, I feel like I can't tell if I had a sip of a beer or a water. Yeah, it's really, um, there's no, oh, excuse me, there's not a ton of body to this, and the flavor kind of falls off, except for that tartness on your, on your tongue. It's just like a yeah. lingering tart, and everything else kind of falls off. Exactly. It, like, hits the tip of your tongue, and it's like tart, and then, like, vamos. Gone. Vanished. Without a trace. Okay, so this is this is going to be a weird comparison, but that odd flavor that I feel like I'm getting at the end. Have you ever bitten into a watermelon seed? Can't say I have. Okay. It tastes Why have me, you? Well, because sometimes when you're just going to town on the watermelon, you can't see all the seeds. When is the last time you've gone to town on a watermelon and bit into a seed? <laughs> it's been a long time, but I remember like, it. Not since I've known you. I remember it pretty well, though. Okay, but, hold on. We've been together almost like 12 years. Look, I eat when I'm not in your presence, <laughs> just so you know. You've gone to town on a watermelon. <laughs> I haven't eaten every meal in your presence and every bit of food. Okay. So you don't know. I could eat watermelon every day. That's true. I could. That's true. It's just okay, not so when you're around. Keep going. Yeah. So, so it's like you bite into no, a watermelon like seed. When, when you bite into the watermelon seed, it's like the flavor of the watermelon seed. I know it's a really obscure, odd thing, but that's exactly what that that odd flavor at the end tastes like to me. I have no it's idea weird. what that is because I, so I don't even know. I don't even know who you are right now. Yeah. It's totally what that is. You know what? And I think where that's coming from is the play between the the floral aspect of the hops and the sour like the lemony sourness of the um of the berliner of like the actual souring the bacteria that was used. Yeah. So it that those two things are clashing honestly. It's kind of clashing. I could see why someone likes the beer for sure. That weird um, taste at the end, though. Because it is really light, and it has just a little sour. Um, but for me, again, watching my calories on this 21-day yeah. fix, I'm probably not going to finish it. Um, There's more grassiness coming through as I keep sipping it. Yeah. It's... Like the floral and the grassy starts building a little bit more. And like I said, like... I. I feel like that is conflicting with, with the lemony sour. I, I, don't, I don't think they're going well together. I don't think it's conflicting. I just think it's um, a little bit of... Um, it's too much of a lighter style for me, though. I don't, for me, there's just not a lot of flavor. Yeah. Uh -huh. I don't hate it. I mean, is it a dry I'm, hop? I'm not really a fan. 
Berliner style vice. Yes. Yeah. They did. I mean, yes, they did. I that. mean, it is what it. Yeah, I mean, they did um, what they said. It's just I don't. Yeah, I'm not. So okay, so if I'm, I'm, at the most, I'm only going to be drinking two beers. I might only be drinking like half a beer tonight. <laughs> we'll see about that. All right, so um, this last beer might not be a stinker. Well, but this isn't the last beer. Just the last beer of this segment. Well, tonight, though. Yeah, for us. I was tonight, like, oh my god, wait, hold on. No, what What if I just brought out, like, four more and was like, we're doing more? Well, at this point, I probably could because I don't plan on drinking the other ones. Yeah, but, no, nah, we're gonna. Okay. Alright, so, the last one is, uh, or, la- this is not the last one. The next, I'll just say the next one, is one of the overseas collaboration beers, and it's done with Garage Project, and they are out of Wellington, New Zealand. Which I, I'm not sure I've had anything from any breweries from New Zealand or Australia. So I have no idea. Interesting. But this is their, what they're calling Camp Out Porter. And it's a porter brewed with vanilla and honey. And the ABV on this is 7.7. So, let's get into this. Let's see what we got. This could... From the sound of this, this could be your wheelhouse. I mean, it totally could. Oh. Let's see. Check out this camp out mm. porter. It's like brownish. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Brownish. I'm getting some like brownish red. Yeah, there's a bit of, yeah. Yeah, mm. I mean, it looks like a porter. It's got, the head to it is just slightly tanned. Not much. I, I mean, I think it's a smidge lighter than a porter, though. So I mean, like, if you told me it was a brown, I... What you I would believe that? you. Hmm. I smell... You smell anything that's supposed to be in it? I was smelling your arm. Vanilla this... and honey. I smell... This smells a tad bit similar to something. And I don't want to... You tell me what, what you smell in it, and then I'm, I'll tell you what it smells kind of like. A, a beer that we've had before. I don't know if you'll remember it, though. Go ahead. Go ahead. It smells a little bit like um, Sierra Nevada's stout. I have like the, no idea what that stout smells the like. The roasty malt to, that? Hold on. to hops ratio is similar to me. How the hell do you remember what that smells like? Because I think it's a good beer. I remember that because I remember being impressed by it for being a straight-up stout. That I think Sierra Nevada's straight-up stout is a, is a surprisingly nice beer. I, you know, I... Because how I, many people drink straight-up stouts these days? True. You know, it's usually got to be barrel-aged or have all sorts of extra yeah, stuff in true. it. that's true. That's true. So, I honestly feel like I cannot pick anything out of this. I'm, like, getting, like, some malt characteristics. Yeah. There's a decent roastiness to it. Almost a slight hint of a smoke at the end. Mm. Um, if I'm really digging, I can get a tad bit of the vanilla, but it's hard. Mm. And I feel like there is more more of a hop quality in there than I thought there was going to be. There's a kiss of, like, a, a citrusy hoppiness... I don't know. And? I mean, for me, it's kind of just one note. 
there's also a slight bit of a, of a cherry. It's just like the slightest cherry, which I think may be coming from the mixture of the honey with the roast okay. of the malt. Either my sniffer is off and not performing to its full its full abilities tonight, or you're making shit up. Or I'm just getting it, and it happens. Okay, let's go in for the taste. Or I did them on my second sip. Mm. So how many beers is Rebecca drinking tonight? <laughs> Your thoughts? Um, it's soft, right? It's too soft for me. Really? Yeah. Um, is it? Is it just little... because you're thinking porter? You're thinking darker. Is that why? Maybe. Um, it has a lot of smoke characteristics on the taste, to be honest. I wouldn't say a lot, but... Yeah, it's more in the flavor than I was yeah. getting in the nose. I was getting a little bit in the nose. I think I'm just hypersensitive to that. Yeah, it's possible. Note because I just don't care for it. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. I do get some of the vanilla. The vanilla's not strong, but it's consistent throughout the flavor. It just kind of carries through, um, which is probably, you know, that might be tamped down a little bit by the honey yeah. that's in it because, yeah. like, a, a sweetness kind of. Knocking the vanilla aspect down. I'd actually be interested to see if they didn't do it with the honey, if the vanilla would be more pronounced yeah. and, and play a bigger role. Absolutely. The other, um, the I was kind of hoping for just a smidge more body. Well, it is a porter. I know though. it's a, I know it's a porter, but even for a porter, I think the body is there's like there's no body. This doesn't seem like seven point seven percent though. Mm-mm. You can tell me five. Nah, five and a half, six, yeah. yeah. 7.7, I mean, that's pushing eight. Hmm. I like it. Um, There's a tad bit of a chocolatey I note can see that. in the finish. It's, it's, it also finishes pretty bitter, I think. No? No. You're, you're disagreeing Well, with okay. Me. There is a bitterness, but it's not super Maybe. high, and I feel like the... Along with the lingering bitterness, I'm also getting a lingering milk chocolate, which is really helping distract me from that okay. bitter. I think, you know what, instead of, I don't think it's bitter, I think what I'm really trying to describe is, like, a drying chalkiness. Okay. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of that. Um, I do get a tad bit of a cherry note, too. I get a little bit of a cherry note. It tastes like... I like some it. like wood characteristics. Maybe that's the smoke. Yeah, try the smoke. Hmm. The smoke and the and and, the, and just like a normal roast. Hmm. Now I don't know. The jury's still out on this one for me. Okay. Right. I decided I did not care for the dry hop Berliner style vice, and I did not like the happy golden. Well, maybe you'll have to make notes for yourself after the after. Well, when we. I know. Take a break and then Especially, come back yeah, and record. Especially, yeah, if you need to rank all 12. Yeah. So we just did these four, and um, we're going to take a break, but I don't think it's going to even sound like a break to you guys because we're just going to go into it uh, for the next four beers, and then we'll do the next four beers after that, and we will have the complete pack done, and then we will rank it. The next beer up is one of the over... Oh, I'm sorry, the, one of the stateside collaborations... Uh, this one's uh, also in one of the 16-ounce cans, and it is ginger lager, 
which is a lager brewed with ginger and cayenne and then fermented on oak, which sounds very interesting. Uh, and this is in collaboration with Surly Brewing, who is out of Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. So Sounds good. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not big on ginger, but lately I've had a couple different ginger things that I've liked. So we'll see. Yeah, it's actually pretty funny because when we were at Saver, Rebecca had said, she's like, I don't really like stuff with ginger. And I think we had two things that you were like, oh, that's actually I fine. I know. So, Maybe I'm, I mean, your taste buds change. Yeah, they do. All right. So what does this look like? It actually there looks again. very similar to two of the other mm. beers. It's very clear, super, super clear. Um, probably a little more orangish than yeah. the other ones that it looks kind of like. Little, you have more head than I, yeah. Yeah. So let's smell. Well, you definitely get the ginger, for sure. Yeah, definitely get the ginger. (sighs) I get the cayenne, too, actually. Uh, The cayenne actually, like, kind of tingles in my nostrils a little bit. Fermented on oak. Yeah, fermented on oak. I mean, it smells like a lager. It's got that kind of lager yeast finish on the nose. There's a little bit of a honeyness to it, a little straw in the nose. I'm getting, like, lemon. Yeah, there's a little lemon to it. Definitely get that cayenne, definitely get that ginger. Mm. Plenty of ginger in the nose. So, anything else before we taste? No, I could feel, I don't, I'm not going to like this. Well, you don't know. I know, but I don't like the smell. Cayenne's got a kick. That cayenne really mm. does kick. I could, this is very well done. Yeah. I don't like it though. <laughs> you can def- like, you can definitely taste the ginger, but I don't think it's as pronounced as you would assume from the smell. Agreed. Um, and I think part of that is that the heat from the cayenne is stamping, is like tamping down the ginger flavor a little bit. There is a significant heat from the cayenne. It's not too much, but it really just like coats the whole back of your throat. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I, I, I think you're more sensitive to spice than I am. I am. I mean, there, mm-hmm. it's just a little bit of a heat I in my... Right. So, as I continue to sip, the cayenne does go down a little bit, and the mm-hmm. ginger does come out a little bit more. I like the level of ginger in it. I, you know, for me personally, like you're saying, I'm pretty, you know, sensitive to spice. Uh, I would like the spice to be a little bit less, but this is an interesting beer. And I do think it's cool. Um, do you get the oak influence in there? No. Mm. I feel I just... like... Actually, I get that lemony flavor, too, that you were talking about yeah. in the nose. There's a lemoniness on there. I really... I can get I a... Mean... Sorry, I can get a tad bit of earthiness. And I think maybe that's where the oak aspect is, is coming in. So... It's just such an odd beer, in my opinion, because the flavors, it's so flavorful, yet so light. Yeah. But, and I want to like it, but I don't. That's fine. I mean, if you don't like it, you don't like it. But. I do. Um, you know, and it's I funny. Can, like, I can see, I would not argue and be like, why do you like this beer? Because I can, right. there are a lot of, it's very flavorful, it's light, um, it, uh, it's, it's nice. I just. I can't get past the ginger. That's fine. And I actually like it for the ginger. I I did consider myself to be a person who really wasn't into ginger 
especially ginger in beers mm-hmm. uh, in the past, but kind of recently, for some reason, I've been coming around to it and really enjoying ginger in beers when it's done right, and I think this is done pretty right. Um, I still have that tingle. Oh, like, yeah, me too. S- small burn in my back of my throat, but okay. All right, next beer. We're going to, this is one of the overseas collaborations, and it is with Kiyuchi Brewery, and uh, they're out of Ibarakiken Nakagun, Japan. What? Ibarakiken Nakagun, Japan. Is that how you say it? Um, I'm assuming. I looked it how up. How did you just, like, pull that out of your ass? I mean, I looked up, I looked up where they're located, and that was my, um opinion of how it probably is um pronounced interesting okay well let's get going i do i listen to japanese music that's actually, true so. <laughs> but this is a uh white ipa with yuzu and it, it's ale brewed with coriander nutmeg and yuzu what's yuzu uh i don't know can you look that up i think it's some sort of fruit i want to say i think it it might be kind of like a like lychee type fruit although i could be wrong i'm surprised you didn't look this up yeah but you know you can look it up for me so hmm. okay got it much appreciated <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what the hop level is if they're calling this an ipa but then they say you know they don't call out the ipa in the description white ipa um, oh man, this one's very, very yellow. Very light yellow. Once again, super, super clear beer. Um, it's got a decent white head that was on the pour, but it looks super clear. Smell oh, it. Um, oh, it smells very crisp. Clean. It's, oh, do you want to know what it is? Yeah, I sure do. What is using? It's a citrus fruit. Okay. I was right about fruit. And plant. Citrus fruit. It looks like a clementine. Oh. Oh, cool. The fruit looks somewhat like a small grapefruit with uneven skin. It can be either yellow or green, depending on the degree of ripeness. They're very aromatic. Closer remembers some other Japanese fruit, which doesn't help us. <laughs> they share a similar Mandarin ancestry. Oh, that's cool. Well, that fits because I do smell like a citrusy oranginess on the nose. It's very light, though, but it's very nice smelling. Yeah. Um, it's tart, resembling that of a grapefruit with overtones of a Mandarin orange. So I also think, does it smell, my first few sniffs... And I still kind of get it. I don't get it as much. But my first few sniffs, I thought it smelled a little like oregano. Hmm. And I think that for me, that was the nutmeg and the coriander coming together and making hmm, it smell oregano-like. It's definitely... You get a lot of spices. I'm not sure my sniffer is able to determine what specific spice. Yeah. But after I smelled that initial, like, oregano aspect, I kept sniffing, and the that um, citrusy note 
was becoming more and more prominent as I kept sniffing. And yeah, I like That is it. the most prominent. It's, it smells it's nice. light. It's real light. Yeah, it smells light, crisp, but flavorful and refreshing, citrusy. Hmm. Oh. It's very light. Yeah. And then it's really light and then it kind of finishes with some of those spice. It, I think it finishes most with the coriander. I definitely taste the coriander most on the end, but I think that it maintains a nice citrusy note, which I guess is the yuzu, yeah. throughout each sip. But it's super, super crisp and light. Um, I forget. Did you say the ABV? Oh, I didn't. I didn't say it on the ginger oh water. Gosh. What the hell? Okay, so the, the white IPA with yuzu is 7%. Okay. And backing it up, the ginger lager was... Where did I find this before? On the cans, they're like hiding the ABV. Oh, 6.2. There you go. Thanks for doing that one. So, yeah. So, I like this. I like this white IPA with yuzu. It's like a... I don't know. It's just like an easy, tasty beer to me. Yeah. I don't, there's really nothing, I mean, it's not like the best beer ever, you're not. But there's nothing not to like. Yeah. Like, I agree I'm, with that. I'm not like, oh man, there's only, we only have one of these, um, but I will definitely drink it. Yeah, no, I will definitely drink this. This is. I will drink it and enjoy it. This is tasty. Yeah. This is nice. I like this beer. Um, and now I can say maybe I know a little bit what yuzu tastes like. Good thing I did the research for you. Mm-hmm. Now this next one. Appreciate that. I'm most I'm excited about this one. Are you excited about this? Yeah. It is one of their across the world overseas, overseas collaboration one. Um, it is a Thai style iced tea, an ale brewed with lactose, orange peel, black tea, tamarind. Mm-hmm. Do you know what that is? Yeah, it's and star anise. So, tamarind is used a lot in, like, South American foods and snacks, and it's a very particular flavor. It almost has a little bit of a spice character to it, but it's also sweet, and it it tastes like dark fruit. Um, I haven't had a ton of tamarind, and I remember not being a huge fan of it, so I don't know. We'll see how it plays in this. It's 7.2%, and the beer is brewed in collaboration with McKellar. Out of Copenhagen, Denmark. Okay. Pop this sucker open. This, by far, was the craziest sounding beer, I believe, in the pack. Yeah. And when I was reading it, I was like, I really don't know what that's going to be like. I know there are a lot of people out there who aren't big McKellar fans, and they prefer... Uh, the beers of the twin, um, Evil Twin. Yep, from Evil Twin. Yep. So. Um, well, let's try this Thai style iced tea beer. Um, once again, super clear. Yeah. Um, oh, pretty orange. Yeah, pretty orangey. Decent head on top. Yeah, they're all kind of pouring very similar. Yeah. The head, the clear. Yeah, the range and coloration isn't hmm. crazy. I don't hmm. know if I can pick anything out. So, there's a lot in it, and I'm not smelling, it, it's it's not a super aggressive nose. 
It's actually a very delicate light nose. I am smelling what I assume is the tamarind in there. I have no idea what tamarind smells like. I smell like coconut. There, okay, I was I was questioning myself on that because my initial few sips, I was like, it smells kind of coconutty, Wait, but I was like, I don't want to say that though because it just seems kind of like it's probably off. You sniff, um, sniffs. sniffs. You said si- oh sniffs. yeah, sorry, sniffs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm getting coconut. It does come off coconutty. That's I, all I'm getting. I can see the tea aspect because there's a little bit of like a like a stick. Like sticks, you know, leaves, sticks, hmm. and I smell a little bit of a creaminess. Is this have lactose? Yes. Okay. Yeah, there's a bit of a creaminess on the nose too. So, oh, I think this is supposed to be basically like, oh, like Thai style iced tea, right, 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 like lassi. Isn't yeah. that what they call it? I don't know. Yeah, lassi. Which green. usually those taste good. I know. I really, I really like Thai, thai iced tea. This is interesting. It's the flavors are a lot more delicate than I thought they were going to be. I definitely taste the tamarind. I don't. The know. tamarind is pretty significant in the flavor. It's that's that's what's adding that kind of fruit roll up hmm. type note, which is a little like I want to say it's like a mixture of like apple, raspberry, and um. Cherry, kind of, and a little fig. A lot in of there. these beers are just like I don't know if I, it's hard. I'm like I don't. I get the star anise, by the way. I could not smell any of that star anise, but I get the flavor. Star anise has a little bit of uh, a flavor, like um, licorice, it's yeah. like slightly licoricey, and I do get that. Hmm. It's okay. I think it's pretty good. If you don't like tamarind, I don't think you're going to like this. If you're okay with tamarind or you've never had it, um, and you don't know what you're looking for, you could be okay with it. I do taste a little bit of the tea as well, the black tea, but the black tea's not super showcased in this. Mm. It's an interesting, fun beer. Yeah. It's not, like, great, but it's pretty good. Pretty good. Oh, hmm. I definitely get a lot of like a fruit roll up note in there. Like you know, you know. Okay, not 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 so much fruit roll up because they put a lot of sugar in that, but maybe more like you know, like the natural fruit leathers. Hmm. It's like that. Okay, this is really really unrelated, but something I wanted to tell you, and you just reminded me. Um. Kyle Norman, if you're listening, you'll like this too. I'm sure. Jelly, <laughs> jelly Bellies are now making organic jelly beans. Oh my god, Kyle Norman's got to jump on that. He's jump about, on it. He's all about organic stuff. Like that guy in organic. I don't think he owns anything or has Which, eats anything that's you know, not organic. I don't think they need to make like organic this, organic that. But like, let's just take out all the shit that you don't need. Yeah, right. Yeah, like. The the less ingredients, the better type thing. Um, yeah, I understand. Anyway. All right, so uh, the next beer we're doing right here is a dry hopped barley wine style ale. And this is with in collaboration, uh, it's a stateside collaboration in 
done with Avery Brewing out of Boulder, Colorado. Okay. So this will be the heaviest, darkest one of all of them, I think. Ooh, 9.4%. Mm. I knew it had to be up there because barley wines, man. I'm excited about this because, um, one, I, I do like barley wines. I don't have a ton of them. And two, Bigfoot is a nice barley wine. And this is Sierra Nevada, so they've done Bigfoot. They know how to do barley wine. I wines. loved barley wine. Yeah, so it should probably have more barley of a wine citrus. style. Yeah, it should probably have more of a citrus kick going on it. It's like reddish Assuming orange. they use citrusy wine. Reddish orange. Yeah, it's actually clear. not as dark as I was assuming no. it would be. It poured really light. Still really clear, too. Um, yeah, mm. reddish orangish. It smells really good. I bet. It's like Ooh, happy, so... sweet... Oh, citrusy, man. a little syrupy. Oh yeah. Ooh, that smells so good. That mm-hmm. smells like like tangerine with sugar. Yeah. Just like tangerine like sweetness. Tangerine and brown sugar candy. Yeah. It smells really good. Oh my gosh. And there's a bit of a grassiness on there with the hoppiness too. That smells really good. Really good. Ooh. It's really woody. It's more bitter than I thought it was going to be. It's really bitter in it. Getting like a lot of like oak. Or. It is coming off kind of earthy. Yeah. Um, I, to me it's not playing as oaky. It's more of like a. Not in a bad way but dirt. Uh, like earthy dirt type flavor to it um i get a decent amount of sweetness there's a a lot more bitterness than i thought there'd be on the back end really bitter hmm there's that really nice kind of um, citrusy hit in the very beginning though which is really yeah it is nice i feel like i'm like a big old naysayer or something with these beers none of them are like i like this I think if you keep sipping, you're going to get a little more used to the, well, the, the bitterness. The bitterness. I know. Yeah. I was just thinking, you know what? I have a feeling this has a lot of potential that I think I'll like it. Especially as it warms up, I feel like. Um, this is good. I like this. You know, this actually reminds me a little bit of the way that Duclaw Brewing does their devil's milk. I've always thought that, like, devil's milk is the hoppiest barley wine I've ever had. And this is kind of more in Mm. line with that style of barley wine. And I like that. I like that quite a bit. I think it's a totally underrated thing is doing, like, hoppy barley wines. Yeah. Because it's like the citrus and the grassiness and the sweet. And it just goes so well together. It truly is like a hop candy type thing in a darker sense. Okay. Mm. All right. And now to the final four, so we can round this pack out, and then we will do our uh, full-on ranking at the end, which we're actually going to pause at, so that we can get that all written down and then come back. But once again, you guys won't really know that that's happening because way I'll edit it together. All right, next uh, is one of the overseas collaborations. This is an Atlantic-style vintage ale, which is... That's the name of it. It's an English-style ale brewed with plums, Hmm. and it's in collaboration with Fuller's Brewery, and they are out of London, England, specifically the area of Chiswick. Yes, the very popular area of Chiswick that everybody knows. 
Is that pop? You're just joking. Yeah, I'm joking. That could be I've popular. Never heard How do you know? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know. I've never heard of Chiswick. I don't know any parts of London. We should go to London. Sure. All right. So it's very like brownish orange. Yeah, it's Hazy. a little hazier than especially like all the other ones are so clear. Yeah. Of it, the non-super dark beers, this is yeah. definitely the haziest by far. And it's not even that hazy. It's just really right. in comparison to all yeah, the others. I agree. Hmm. hmm. I'm not really. I don't get a ton, a ton. I guess I'm smelling some of that plum, but I wouldn't necessarily know that yeah, that's what I it is. Yeah, I would just say some sort of fruit, yes. but I don't... That's how it comes off to me. And there's a, a slight hit of a tartness on the nose from that fruit. And it's not like a tartness like the beer is sour. It's like a fruit tartness. There's really not a lot. There's a there's like an earthiness in there. Malty enough. A little bit of... Like a grassy, like a slight grassy note in there, too. I feel like I'm getting a little honey. Definitely some honey. It smells kind of nice. Yeah, I mean, it's li- it smells like it's going to be light. We'll see. Oh, I like that. Oh, I like this a lot, actually. Yeah, that plum is really adding a lot to an otherwise super malty beer. It really is like um, a plum with honey on top. Actually, I think the honey is kind of more of like honey mixed with a little brown sugar. Because the malt is kind of adding that aspect to it. Mm, I like this a lot. Mm. This is a good beer. That's tasty. That amount of plum is super nice. It's just like this kind of medium layer of the plum sweet and, and slight tartness. Throughout each sip. And then the nice, like, backbone from the malt, which is giving it that little bit of, like, honey-brown-sugar yeah. mix. And um, there's a there's an earthiness to it as well. Like, a little bit of, like, earthy-type hops. Oh. Mm. Atlantic-style vintage ale. Man, the plums like, did a lot for this beer. Mm-hmm. If you told me that, I'd be like, what the heck is that? Mm-hmm. Atlantic-style vintage well, ale. When I initially read that one, I was like, yeah, I don't know about this. It's just like an English ale. But then I read the plums, and I'm like, I don't know about that plum, though. Like, that's the wild card. Yeah. Hmm. That's good. It was a very nice wild card. All right. So the next one is another overseas collaboration beer. And I guess the last of the overseas collaboration beers that we're going to be doing from the pack. It is Dunkelweiss. Just a straight-up Dunkelweiss, and it's with Eyinger Brewery, and they're out of Eying, Germany. Okay. Easy place to remember them being from. All right. Let's pour this. I'm assuming I, I know about what it's going to look like. know much about Dunkelweisses. I haven't had a Dunkelweiss in a long time, a actually. There's a decent amount of head. It's really brown with a slight orangish-reddish tinge to it. Also... Hazy. Very hazy. And actually, there's a bunch of sediment that's settled in the Hmm. bottom, too. Hmm. Which I have not seen in any of the other beers. Yeah, there's a decent head to it, too. Yeah, it's pretty brown. Smell. Mm. You get... I get, like, a 
slight smokiness on there. Oh, really? Like sugar. I was going to say brown sugar. Yeah. Like brown sugar molasses. I think more like a sugar in the raw type deal for me. Yeah, maybe mixed with a little molasses. It's a good call. Slight, slight, slight banana-y note, like mm-hmm. way deep down yeah. in the nose. And then a bit of an earthiness. Yeah. Smells good. Very Belgian-y. That Belgian yeast comes through like crazy in the flavor, but I couldn't perceive a ton of it in the nose, actually. It's like Belgian yeast forward. It's got a little bit of like a clove coming through on it. Slight bit of that banana. Um, real malty. Sweet. Yeah. It's... Okay. I mean, it's definitely... You definitely get a lot of the flavors and the taste that you did in the nose. Mm-hmm. But it, it's kind of, it's a very thin mouthfeel. Mm-hmm. Mm. So it's interesting to me. I think it's solid. I'm... I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't think it's outstanding. And I think one of the things is with this pack in particular, I feel like pretty much everything has had some sort of interesting twist to it. Oh yeah. And except for like the eat, I mean, I guess the East meets West IPA was kind of, um, not as exciting, not as much of like risk taking, but like, I just feel like everything else has like a bunch of more interesting things going on. So for them to just do like a straight up Dunkelweiss with this, it kind of seems too boring for the pack, in my opinion. So, and it's not like it's bad, like we're saying. It's just, you know, not just, that exciting in comparison. Just of note. Yeah, it's a fine Well, this beer. next one, too. Yes, I was going to say that. Be... Yeah, The next one is actually also not a big risk taker. It is a stateside collaboration. West Coast style double IPA in collaboration with a Boneyard. And Boneyard is... Out of Bend, Oregon. And... The oh, the ABVs. I haven't said the ABVs for any of them. Again. What am I forgetting? Uh, real quick. Oh, that Atlantic-style vintage ale? 8.5. No. I would not have guessed that. It doesn't taste like that. it. And the Dunkelweiss, 5.7. And this one's That's a can. Right. And where did you say the yeah, cans Yeah, on the were? cans, it's like way hard. It's like right here. Kind of hidden. 8.3% on the double IPA. Want to crack so, it open? Yeah. Sorry, I keep forgetting the, the ABVs. Good thing you have me. Yeah, but that uh, Atlantic Style Vintage Ale, I would never guess it was that much. That's nuts. I would have said six. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. Six. All right. Or okay. this little puppy. Ooh. Does it look like a double IPA? No way. Super clear. It's so clear. Super clear. Um, very, very yellow. Um, like a slight orangey yellow to it, but yeah, it's a mm. decent head to it. What's oh it smell man, like? just a ton of citrus. Oh my god. Pineapple. Mm-hmm. Mango. Like all the tropical yeah, type Yeah, passion fruits. fruit. Yeah, pineapple, mango, passion fruit. Yeah. All the citruses, all the tropicals. Um, that nose is amazing. I don't know. Yeah. It's it's how you want a crazy vibrant nose. Yeah. It's how you want an IPA to smell in my opinion. Yeah. No. This is this is I think by far the most pleasurable beer to smell out of the pack at least thus far. 
That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Juicy. It is. Yeah. Mm. So fruity. For a double IPA, I was expecting a lot more bitterness, especially because yeah. it says West Coast style. The bitterness is pretty dialed back. Um, there's a little bit on the end, but that's really good. That is like really juicy. I feel like I can taste pretty much everything I said we were smelling, like the passion yeah. fruit, the pineapple, the mango. It's just, wow. I I would like Sierra Nevada to remake this beer. It's very good. <laughs> this is a really I awesome beer. I really wish we, we could have done a side-by-side between it the and two the, IPAs. The Treehouse IPA. I'll tell you right um, now, this is better. Yeah, this one is better. In my opinion. Uh, I like the other one a lot, too, though. Mm-hmm. Now, the other I, thing is, it's a tad bit, like, it's, like, light syrupy. It's not, like, crazy. I was just going to say, I don't really get any, I'm not perceiving any of those syrupy qualities. There is a bit of a, I mean, for me, my perception of it, there is a bit of a syrupiness to it, but it's not crazy like some double IPAs can become. Um, this I, is nice. This is nice, nice, nice. Yeah. I have never tasted a beer that was this... Like juicy and wonderfully citrusy and tropical from Sierra Nevada. Oh, so this is where the collaboration was very, very apparent. Mm. Yeah, that, that's very tasty. Mm. That's a very nice beer. So far, I like that a lot. So far, this might be the strongest showing. Yeah, I yeah no, I think you're right about that. Although I do have to say, going back, um. Two beers that we already did that, because you know how we're recording this is, you know, we're actually doing it days apart. Well, no. We're doing, well, yeah. It's about 24 hours for each. Um, So, uh, after, you know, just sipping on them a little bit longer, letting them warm up, stuff like that. Two beers that I think my impression of improved were the, that lager, that ginger lager, Mm. and the Camp Out Porter. Yeah. You like well, I'm just I don't so, like the ginger. Anyway, all right, we're okay, moving. Last one. Oh, did you get a rinse? Did I give you a rinse? Yeah. Okay, good. Last, last one, one, which I should, by the sound of it, I was assuming when I got the pack, this is probably going to be Rebecca's favorite. So know. we'll see. We'll see. It's a state side state side collaboration called Raspberry Sunday with the brewery out of Placentia, California. Um, it is an ale brewed with lactose, cocoa, vanilla, and raspberry. And the ABV is 8%. Okay. Oh my gosh, here we go. How excited are you for this one? Yeah, I I hope it's good. It sounds really good. Well, okay. In its favor, like I said, I feel like I associate... That does not... That's a, oh, it's an ale. Ale. Oh, that's... Okay. I was thinking, with all those things added, I was just, in my head, just immediately thought stout. Yeah. And I was going to say that the brewery always does amazing stouts, and I think that Sierra Nevada does really good stouts, too. Well, it's not a stout. So, no, it's not, so who knows? Anyway. Orange, red. Pretty clear. Very, very clear. Yeah, brownish, orangish, reddish. Same head that we've had in almost all of them. Now I'm even more intrigued knowing that this is not any sort of dark beer. Sunday. Ooh, that is a shit ton of raspberry on the nose. I can tell you that. That's kind of like all I'm getting. 
there's a creaminess from the lactose. Yeah, I'm kind of just getting like a nondescript beer with raspberry. It's like a raspberry milkshake type smell. Oh, that's... Which the vanilla would fold into that kind of milkshake yeah. aspect, I think. Well, a raspberry sundae, that's, you know, you want the ice cream, the lactose yeah. with the milk and... Definitely. I mean, it smells I'm good. It getting... just smells like a ton of raspberry. Are you getting any of the cocoa? Not really. I'm not either. No, I'm not hoping really. I get it on the taste. We'll see. Yeah. It's a lot of raspberry. Hmm. I'm getting a little chocolate. A little at the very, very yeah, end. Yeah, at the end. The chocolate is what is what has more of like a, a low level lingering on the tongue at the end. The raspberry starts extremely strong and then mm. starts to fade a little bit towards the end. And then the vanilla and the cocoa pop up and kind of um, take more, I wouldn't say center stage because the raspberry is still pretty it's, strong. Yeah, there's a lot of raspberry throughout. Yeah, so I kind of feel like... When you take the sip in the very beginning, it, it, for me, tastes like the raspberry is almost a little too much, but uh, then it comes down and gets on the, on the correct level for me with yeah. the cocoa and vanilla. And the lactose is throughout because it's giving it kind of that creamy quality. What's so interesting about this is you are getting all of these flavors that are, are traditionally in a darker beer, but mm-hmm. in a much lighter, lighter ale, yeah. which is kind like of fun. Just, Put that beard down in front of me, I think. It looks kind of like maybe an Imperial IPA, mm-hmm. maybe just like an English Mild or something. Yeah. Or a Pale Ale, even. Like a really the, multi yeah, pale. It's kind of weird because, yeah, the flavor is. That's a solid beer. I do like it. Yeah. So um, we're going to put the rest the rest of, uh, of our list together for our final rankings and then in a second let you know what it is. So we have the finalized lists. Uh, we each did our own. We, we're not doing like an overall for the podcast. It's just individualized because overall means we probably would have had to like give actual numbers to these. And we didn't do that because we, we never do that with this pack. So anyway, um, I'm going to go first and then Rebecca's going to do hers because she wanted to go second. Uh, we're going to start with the bottom and work our way up to the favorite. All the way at the bottom for this pack, the dry hopped Berliner style vice with done with St. Arnold Brewing. That beer actually sucked. Um, that was the only beer I think in the pack that was bad. We dumped it after we were done recording yeah. because it had a really off, not good flavor at the end. The one that I was saying was kind of like biting into watermelon seeds. Yeah. Um, that beer was just not good. But that was the only one in the whole pack, which speaks volumes to the pack in yeah. general. Um, so, not a fan of that one. And that one, like, I wish I could, like, give it a much, much, much lower place because I feel like there's that beer, like, crazy far away at the bottom from all the rest of the beers. <laughs> and, like, that one was terrible. The rest of them were at least good. Um, so, after the dry hopped Berliner style vice. Then the next one up is, I guess, number 11, is the Dunkelweiss, uh, done with Eyinger Brewery. Like I said, like, it was solid. It was well done um, for what the style was, but, the, like, it was just a Dunkelweiss. Like, it wasn't a whole lot going on. And everything else, like, brought something more interesting and fun to it, more challenging than just doing a straight style. I, I do need to say our, our lists are very different. Yeah, yeah. Well, Actually, which, is, except, which is good. 
Which is good. Except. A few things. Except our top and bottom. bottom. Yes. <laughs> well, we. And I, then, I, well, then obviously for the pack, it is very clear what is the best and what is the worst. And then everything in the middle is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, number 11, the Dunkelweiss with Eyinger. Number 10 for me, the Hoppy Belgian Style Golden Ale with Lemon Peel. Um, and that was done with Duvel Mortgat. Um, that was good. I mean, nothing bad to say about it. I enjoyed that beer. Uh, it was good. Uh, number nine, the Thai style iced tea with lactose, orange peel, black tea, tamarind, and star anise that was done in collaboration with McKellar. I do think it tasted kind of like a, you know, lossy, like the, mm-hmm. you know, Thai style, um, iced tea that it was trying to be like, uh, but... You know, it, it just wasn't as interesting or, or flavorful. Well, I mean, I guess I can't say that, but just, I wasn't as interested in it as everything else. It was that. super interesting. Yeah, yeah. So number eight uh, was the Atlantic-style vintage ale. Uh, the English-style ale with plums done with Fuller's Brewery. I really liked that. The plum in there really threw, threw a mm-hmm. loop for what you would think it was going to be. And it was very well done in there. It was really nice. I think with the, the, um, this beer in particular, number eight, this Atlantic style vintage ale is where I, these are beers that like, I would get them again. You know, everything below that, I don't think I would get them again, but starting with this Atlantic style vintage ale and up, I would get them again. Okay. Um, so that's interesting. Number eight. Good job. Fuller's. Number seven for me was the white IPA with yuzu, uh, coriander and nutmeg that was done with Kyuchi Brewery. This was tasty. It was a good beer. The yuzu, which we didn't know about if, what it was at first, was nice. The coriander and nutmeg were like a nice little under flavor that were in there. It was That was good. Um, number six for me, the East Meets West IPA done with Treehouse. Um, it was good. A nice solid... East meets West style IPA. I mean, it was not, not much more to say. They, I guess they didn't take a whole lot of risk on that one, but it was tasty. I enjoyed it. Number five for me, the ginger lager. Uh, this was the lager done with ginger, cayenne, and fermented on oak, and that was in conjunction with Surly Brewing. That was a really interesting beer, and it was not anything I ever would have thought anyone would do like putting all that together okay lager lager and ginger i'm not that surprised by it's the cayenne and the oak that are the crazy things going on in there that i was just like what and it worked it was tasty it was really nice so that was my number five number four the raspberry sunday which is the ale with lactose cocoa vanilla and raspberry in conjunction with the brewery uh, that, that was tasty. And the fact that it wasn't a stout was a really interesting take. And it kind of, you know, tasted a bit like a raspberry milkshake with a little chocolate added. It was good. My number three, the dry hopped barley wine style ale done with Avery Brewing. That was an awesome barley wine. I want that barley wine again. That's how much I like that barley wine. Um, when you talk about hoppy barley wines, which there aren't a ton out there, most of them are just like straight sweet. I love a hoppy barley wine, and that was really well done. It was super tasty. I really, really liked it. So that was my number three. 
My number two, the Camp Out Porter with vanilla and honey with in conjunction with Garage Project. That beer was super awesome. It was very nuanced. It was light but super flavorful. That vanilla really started coming out more as it warmed and I kept sipping on it. And, you know, for me, the way Sierra Nevada does darker beers like porters and stouts, they do it. They do a good job with it. And this was an interesting take on it, and I liked it. It was it was really tasty. And that's why it's my number two. I like that a lot. But the number one overall, West Coast-style double IPA done with Boneyard Beer Company. That was knock it out of the park, tasty AF, awesome. You pulled out the AF? Yeah, I, I did. Because the beer made me pull out the AF. It, it was super, super awesome. If you couldn't tell by the way we were talking about it. I mean, I'm sure you guys could when we were actually going over that one. We're just like, oh, they're going to love this one the most. But it was like crazy tasty. I never expected to taste any anything with that t- level of citrusiness and tropicality and little amount of bitterness in a Imperial IPA style coming from Sierra Nevada. And this collaboration made it happen, and I love it, and I want them to make more of this and distribute it. I want it. So that was my number one. Amazing. Okay. Rebecca, I'm going to sip more beer. I was doing that while you were talking. Double IPA. I'm doing it. And we are going to make dinner after this, and I'm going to be a little tipsy. Okay. So, like I said, ours are very different. So, except the top and the bottom. So, you know, my number 12 is going to be the dry hopped Berliner <laughs> style. That beer's crap. Yeah, just, it, and then this is where we drastically differ because my 11 was the ginger lager. What? I know. Oh, that beer was so good, though. It's. You don't like ginger, I though. Don't like That's ginger. the big thing. I, mean, I think I the can, cayenne was a little much, too. And I like the cayenne. For, oh, you did? Okay. That's good. Um, it's just the ginger. It was. Yeah. I can I can see why other people like it for sure because of all the like layers of flavor. I just don't like ginger. That's fine. Um, and then my number ten is the barley wine. Oh my god, that barley wine is so amazing. I don't like barley wines. Yeah, I know. But I could appreciate it right. was it was done well, but just my flavor profile. Yeah. My number nine was the Happy Belgian, mm-hmm. which were kind of similar. You have it as ten, I have it at nine. My eight is the Dunkelweiss. Okay. You went way higher on that. I did. What did you, you had it at? Number 11. 11. I mean, I, I know it's you. It's fine. It's, I know you were like, oh, it's not that interesting, but it was, it was done well. Right. But, but so was the ginger lager and but the I barley wine that you just said. But I didn't so, like the taste of it. Right. I like the taste of the Dunkelweiss. I'm just saying, you're saying based off that, that it was done well, so you gave it higher. But you also said the same thing well, about it once okay, you Okay, I should lower. say it was done well, and I liked the taste. Okay, there you go. Okay. My number seven was the Thai-style iced tea ale. Mm-hmm. We're pretty close on that. I have a seven, you have it at nine. Um, the, my number six is the Camp Out Porter. Oh, come on. <laughs> That's so good. I don't know. Although, just, although, let's be honest, it would have been lower on your list if you hadn't kept sipping it as it got warmer. Do you think? I don't know. Yeah, maybe not. No. Um, it, I don't know. It just was underwhelming for me. My number five was the white IPA. Yeah, with the yuzu. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. You have it at seven. I have it at five. 
Um, my number four was the Atlantic style vintage ale with the plums. Oh, wow, putting that way up there. Nice. I like it a lot. Oh, it is good. It's definitely good. Um, my number three is the Raspberry Sunday. Mm-hmm. My number two is the East meets the West IPA. Okay. Where do you have that? That was like five or something for me, oh, or four, six. I think. That was number six. Oh yeah, it was number six. Yeah. I just wasn't as impressed mm, with the other. I thought it was really the good. Other ones. And then my number one is the West Coast style IPA. The double IPA. Oh, double yeah. IPA. Sorry. So overall impression of the pack as a whole. I don't think it was the best pack. By really? them. Okay. I feel like in other in years past, I feel like I liked the beers better. Um. But it was super fun, for yeah, sure. Yeah, I know. That's, that's the great um, thing. It's always really fun. I mean, super interesting beers. I'm glad we tried them all. I certainly would recommend everyone try it. Um, because some of the flavors are nothing that you would experience. I know. Like the ginger lager with the cayenne pepper. The raspberry sundae. Um, what else? That's this crazy take on just on like an English ale. Yeah, with the plums. Yeah. Um, the Thai. Did I already say that? No, I don't think you did. The Thai. The Thai. I mean, that was... I mean, we did have that Thai porter, right? Um, that was Race Street? At Race Street. Yeah, Race Street Brewing. Um, which was super good. Yeah. Which was much better than... But one was a porter, one was an ale, right? Yes. So yeah. very different, but still some of those same flavor profiles. But so... Um, I, I think I would be hard pressed to say whether this pack is better than some, than any previous pack that we've had, but I would say it's at least on the same level as the best pack we've had prior to this. For me, um, I was pretty impressed with the selection in this and the fact that I only hated one beer. Yeah. That's pretty damn good out of 12 friggin' beers that I only hated one. I mean, plus, there were some things that really knocked it out of the park in there for me. Like, obviously, the double IPA, obviously, the barley wine, that ginger lager, you know, the mm-hmm. camp out porter. Like, those things knocked it out of the park for me, pretty much. This raspberry Sunday, taste this again. I'm, like, really digging that. Now. I, I kind of thought you would. Yeah. It's, it's an appropriate amount of raspberry. Well, you said it was too much before, but I think it's... No, no, no. I said the initial yeah. flavor oh, of each sip is too much. But then it comes down kind of quickly and gets on the right level. These last four just happen to be the... The best four. Yeah, it's a good know. way to do it. Yeah. It kind of just happened that way. So when I, when I was putting the, the three groupings of four together, mm. I was just trying to do it by... Two stateside, two overseas, and then also just get a good um, diversity of styles in each of the groups. I mean, the whole pack was very diverse. Yeah, that is a pretty diverse. Yeah, mm-hmm. the I think the only the only portion that you could say wasn't all that diverse was just there was a double IPA and an IPA, right? And a, and actually a white IPA. White, there were like three yeah. different versions of the white IPA, but the white IPA had extra stuff in right. it. So really. The double IPA and the regular IPA were the two closest ones that weren't all that. And hold on, crazy. you said the Dunkelweiss, uh, not that interesting. The two IPAs, two of the IPAs, nothing was added to them. Yeah, no, that's true. 
But how many people really like Dunkelweiss? And how many people really like IPAs? I know, you're right. You know? <laughs> you know, I'm just saying, like... And I know, like, it's Eyinger. Like, that's their thing. They do, like, yeah. German-style beers, typically. I don't think I've seen them do anything, like, super crazy that's outside of just, like, a nice German-style beer. So, that one is more of, like, a my taste type thing before I ranked it, so... But, uh, yeah, overall, super happy with this. I, you know, I said it in the beginning, but I'm so happy that Sierra Nevada does this every year. I always really, really, really look forward to it. And one of my biggest fears every year surrounding this podcast is that we won't get our hands on one of these packs. Oh, my gosh. Because I love doing these episodes, yeah. and I hope that other people look forward to them, so... At, at any rate, uh, thank you once again for going through this odyssey with me. Yes. Uh, of these awesome dinner. beers. Although, let me just tell you. Do you, I don't, you don't even know what we're going to be making. For dinner? For dinner. No. You've kept it speaking, semi-secret. Speaking of, like, layers of flavor. Your phone doesn't work. No. We're, <laughs> we're doing uh, Thai shrimp and vegetables. Oh, do you wish that we had that Thai um, iced tea ale? Yeah, that would be very kind of interesting. Mm, we don't. But it's a coconut peanut sauce. I love peanut sauces, man. Peanuts. Oh. Oh. Peanuts, peanuts, butter. Peanuts and peanut butter. Did you oh say penis? Peanuts butter is what I said. But yes, if I put it together fast enough, it did sound like penis butter. But I think you're a little <laughs> tipsy, too. Actually, I, I went through these kind of quick, and it's been a while since I've really eaten yeah, so I'm feeling a little bit. Well, we debated. We're like, should we cook dinner first or record? And then we're like, get out of the way. Like, let's record and then we'll drink while we cook. Yes, that's the best way to cook is have some beers while you cook. But at any rate, um, we this has gone a little bit long, so we're going to close it down. But once once again, Rebecca, thank you for doing this. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. Really appreciate it. And big big thank you to Sierra Nevada. Um, next year, if you guys want, you could like send me a free pack or something. Or like a coupon for a free coupon. pack or something. I don't know if you could do something like that. Carlin loves coupons. That would be awesome. Anyway, thanks, you, thanks everyone. And please remember to always... Keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. 